Hi, I'm Ron Alesco, and welcome to Folk Music Notebook and a special segment we call Folk on the Water. Now, those of you who listen on the weekend may not have had a chance to hear this, but we have been following singer-songwriter Dave Rowe on his, uh, his year-long journey around what's known as the Great Loop. Uh, Dave and first mate Stacy are about a little over a month into this trip now, and uh, we've normally been able to reach him by the internet, but... He's in a kind of a remote part of Canada where the service isn't that great, but we were able to rouse him on his cell phone, and we have him with us right now. Dave, how's everything going? It's good to hear you. Doing great, Ron. Yeah, thank <laughs> Good to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I understand. When we, we, we talked the other day, um, you were uh, getting ready to head up to pick up a guitar, which we're going to talk about in a minute, and I think you, you were able to get that, but you've been kind of stuck because some rather difficult wind situation yeah well we we saw it coming on the radar on the uh, weather forecast rather uh a couple of days ago so we knew that when we got to the end of the week uh we were going to see some really uh stiff winds uh you know in excess of 15 knots with gusts of 30 knots uh and beyond and uh those are the kinds of things that uh scare the hell out of you on the great lakes honestly <laughs> uh-huh wow so, sure uh, we, uh, we had a reservation to come to, uh, Gore Bay Marina, uh, for today. Uh, but we ended up crawling in here yesterday morning, right before the winds picked up heavily. Uh, they were already starting to, to get up and they were up around 12, 13 knots, uh, when we pulled in here. Um, but that was nothing compared to what is blowing right now. Wow. Uh, and so, so we got in here yesterday and, and we, we got a slip a day early, uh, and made ourselves comfortable. And, and, uh, I picked up the package this morning, uh-huh. uh, and we, we left the Marina, but it's still within sight. We're behind a breakwater, uh, at anchor now, uh, just saving our pennies. Uh, because marinas are not free. So. <laughs> right, right. Oh, boy. Well, at least you're safe and secure and uh, within sight of land, God, God forbid, if anything goes wrong. But uh, I understand it's uh, you were saying how windy it was. You were going to try to record a piece on your new guitar, but it's just too windy and too noisy on that boat. I guess it's uh, – I, I can't imagine what it's like. Everything is probably just shaking and chance of getting seasick, I guess, with all the rattling. Oh, yeah. Well, there's lots of noises. You know, the water sloshing against the hull is one thing. Uh, but then you add the uh, uh, up above us uh, on the flybridge, we have uh, a hard top that's just suspended by a, a standard bimini frame, which doesn't mean a lot to a lot uh, to non-boaters. But uh, suffice it to say, it's not the most sturdy um, fastening system for a hard top. So the wind gets under it and it moves it around and makes a hell of a racket. Oh, wow. uh, and you know the, the wind blowing through the boat uh, doesn't help either. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all things, all things told, the guitar I, I got set up to record, and I put the headphones on. I went, I can't record like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too bad. Well, yeah. well, we'll save it for next time. I'm sure the wind will die down soon. What What is the forecast? Is things looking better for tomorrow? Uh, actually, the the winds are going to die down from uh, 15 plus knots with gusts to a steady 10 to 12 knots for most of the day tomorrow. And that's, uh, that, that's on the high side of comfortable. Um, we, we would like it to be less, but it's going to, it's going to die down as the day progresses, I understand. So 
uh, shouldn't be that bad. Sure. Well, you're in no rush. Take your time. Be safe. And, uh, and that's the most important thing. Now, when we were talking last time, you were telling us about this wonderful guitar that you were going to pick up. And I remember you were saying, oh, we've got a couple days, but it sounds like you were just able to get there with all this crazy wind. So tell us, how did the guitar sound? What is it? What's it like? Uh, it's, it's a really nice production model guitar. Uh, this, this, uh, guitar came about, I, I've been playing, I, I think I mentioned this on one of our previous shows. Uh, I've been playing a river song guitar for a few years now and the river song guitars are made in British Columbia. Uh, and Mike Miltimore, the, uh, the founder, uh, and designer of river song guitars, uh, has been working with a Chinese firm to mass produce these things. Uh, and so I got one of the first run of the mass produced Chinese guitars. He wanted to get it into my hands because he wanted to get one into uh, basically an extreme environment <laughs> to see how it fared. <laughs> and uh, he, he owns a, a, a boat himself. He, he has a, a lake boat uh, in British Columbia. And so, you know, he's a, a kindred mariner. Uh, so he knows what kind of extreme uh, weather you can see on a boat. But he also knows that I'm going you know, through a couple of time zones and through 17 states and much of Canada. And he, he knew I'd, I'd give it some, uh, uh, some interesting environments that uh, even his, his lake boating experience couldn't give it. So I'm going <laughs> to kick it around and see what happens. <laughs> sure. Uh, is it different from your, your previous guitar? I mean, anything new features or anything that you've, you've got to do differently on this one? Uh, no, actually it, it has, uh, technically it has fewer features. It, it's, uh, uh, it, you know, it, it's a watered down version of that guitar made for mass markets, mm -hmm. uh, made, you know, basically he wanted to take a $2,000 guitar and, and turn it into, you know, I don't know what this is going to retail for because I don't even think he's put a price tag on them yet, but I'm, I'm going to guess it's, it's sub thousand uh dollars. -huh. Um, you know, he, he wanted something for a mass market, something that he could sell at Guitar Center and, uh, you know, for uh, reasonably inexpensive money and, and get them into the hands of, you know, 12-year-old virgin guitar players right up through professionals who don't want to spend a lot of money. That's true. Uh, for, you know, but professionals, we, we look at these things as tools. Uh -huh. uh, and, you know, I have, I have my nice guitars that I keep at home, and then I have the guitars that I have on the boat, and then I have the guitars that I beat over the road, uh, and none of those are the same instruments. <laughs> How many guitars so, do you have total? Do you, have you ever do an inventory? Oh, you're going to make me count. Uh, <laughs> I, let's just say I have more than I can tell you I have okay. uh, <laughs> without sitting down and, and making marks on a piece of paper. I have a lot of guitars. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, you're a professional. But uh, I mean, that I'm a professional. They, they are tools to me. Right. And every time I buy a guitar, it's for a reason. I, I want a guitar because I'm doing this. I want a guitar because I'm living on a boat. I want a guitar because, well, the last guitar I bought, uh, it, it was a, a musician's friend, which is a, an online musical instrument retailer. Uh, it was their stupid deal of the day, I quote. Uh, and... <laughs> It was it's a Yamaha guitar. They were selling it for two hundred dollars, and I bought it the week after. I watched airline monkeys pitching my guitar around the tarmac like oh. it was made of, um, you know, rubber. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, and I said, you know what? I'm never going to fly with that guitar again. Yeah, just never going to do it. And oh. So I bought a cheap guitar to 
do that. And now I, I've got a, another guitar that I probably can feel comfortable throwing to airline monkeys. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I can't wait to hear the new one, but you know, we'll give it a couple days. Hopefully you'll get into some quieter uh, location and you can record something for us. But, um, you know, I do want to talk about some music today because uh, a member of the, the, the music community passed away recently and it was somebody that you and, and your father knew. Uh, somebody who's, you know, I think had a lot to do with for, for Irish music, uh, Danny Doyle. Um, so sorry to hear about his passing. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about Danny. Well, uh, I was introduced to Danny's music by my dad. Uh, I think we were on a, a road trip for Schooner Fair. Uh, and he said, you want to hear something that's going to blow your mind? I said, sure. And he slipped this cassette into the cassette deck because those were the days of cassette decks. Uh, and it was Danny Doyle, and it was some of the best produced Irish music I'd ever heard. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, th- this wasn't uh, Clancy Brothers hooping and whistling, and, you know, it, it was uh, really heavily thought about studio productions with uh, lush arrangements and strings, and, and you know, it, it was <laughs> this, like... George Martin had, had produced this, <laughs> yeah. Aww. You know, right along those lines, these these superb arrangements and superb songs. And I, I just remember, you know, as a teenager, having my mind blown by this. Sure. Uh, and uh, so I, I became a Danny Doyle fan. Uh-huh. I, you know, I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a wonderful songwriter and performer. Uh, I, I know you, you've, you you weren't that close to him, but you did meet him a few times. Uh, you met him at the Milwaukee Irish Fest, I remember you mentioning to me. Um, I think you also recorded one of his songs. Is that correct? I recorded a song that he recorded. Uh, right. It's actually a Pete St. John song, but uh, okay. it's uh, the, the Fields of Athen Rye. Uh, and I don't think anybody did it better than Danny Doyle. Uh, and when I uh, created my arrangement of it, um, I created it with Danny Doyle's type of production in mind, the, the, the big lush sounds and, and um, just the textures. Uh, so the, I, I guess uh, my arrangement of, of The Fields of Athen Rye is, for all intents and purposes, a tribute to Danny Doyle. By a lonely prison wall I have heard a young girl call it. I could they have taken you away For you stole Dreams and songs to sing 
And that's Dave Rowe with his recording of The Fields of Athen Rye, which he uh, was inspired by the late Danny Doyle, who, who passed away this week. Uh, you know, Dave, it's interesting when I, when, I, when I hear these figures who pass away and you know, uh, the, the Clancy brothers, they're all gone. You know, the, their, their sons are taking up the mantle. You're taking up the mantle from what your father did. Um, I, I guess it's hard for, for new generations, uh, you know, living on, well, and I'm sure you've, you've had to realize this, you know, your father had such a wonderful um, reputation. And do you feel obligated to live up to that? Uh, do you feel you have to do some of the things that he did in terms of music? And do you feel the same way with Irish music in general? Are, are people coming to expect, you know, like what they hear from a Danny Doyle? Or do you, know, do you feel that you can add your own piece of, of, of this musical tradition? Well, I, I think we all, all of us who are, you know, coming on the heels of the tradition uh, need to pay it heed. Uh, remember where, where it came from, where we came from. But by the same token, if we're not pushing the uh, pushing it forward, uh, bringing new things to it, uh, bringing new flavors, new sounds, uh, new ideas forward, uh, we're doing the tradition a great disservice too. Mm -hmm. um, because that that's how it started. It, these traditions built on the backs of traditions, uh, and we we can't just let it sit stagnant and and pitch the same thing over, you know, over and over again uh, and expect people to, to love it the way they love that. Uh, it, it just doesn't work that way. I wish it did because right. I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a living tradition. I think every generation, like you said, will add something to it. And uh, you're doing a hell of a job making it uh, accessible to all generations. So keep up the good work. That's, that's what I'd like to say to you today. Uh, yeah, thank you, Ron. Sure. Well, listen, uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but uh, you know, I know you're, you're in Canada right now. You're in, in what, Gore Bay? Is that what it's called? We are in Gore Bay. Uh, it's actually a lovely little town, and I, I uh, put the emphasis on the word little. Um, it, it has a market, uh, a hardware store, and a marina. And that's, uh, well, uh, there's two or three restaurants, too. Um, I, I actually walked into town this morning at about 10 o'clock, uh, hoping to get a haircut. Uh, and uh, there's only one you know, it's not a barbershop. It's not a salon. It's a, I, I don't know, a Balan or a, a barbershop. Uh, and I walked in there and there was a woman in there uh, giving the, uh, another woman, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, a full a full head makeover. I don't know what was going on on top of her head, but there was stuff going on. Uh, and there was another woman uh, there with them and they were just chatting and I walked in and no one said a word to me uh, and I sat down in a chair because no one said a word to me right. and then the uh, the beautician looked up at me again and she said are you here for something <laughs> and I said yeah yeah I was kind of hoping to get a haircut and she says Oh, well, I couldn't do that today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I went off without my haircut and uh, one of these days, one of these days. <laughs> well, there's uh, always another port. 
That's a, that's right. Yeah. But th- well, that's the kind of small town this is. There's one person cutting hair in uh, the whole town. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, well, I guess you're you're getting close to coming back to the U.S. waters. Uh, you're you're going to probably uh, be here back. Well, not here, but back in the United States waters in a couple of days. And I guess that means another trip through customs. That's always fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Canadians made it easy because all we had to do was make a phone call. They uh, uh, asked us pointed questions like, what is the number on your passport? Uh, <laughs> and then they said, all right, you're good to go. <laughs> now, the U.S. government has created an app. Uh, so I downloaded the app. Now, I'm trying to get as much done in advance as I can. Uh, downloaded the app. And I started using it yesterday, uh, setting up the account and everything. And I set up an account with them. And then they said, uh, how are you coming back into the United States? And I said, on a boat. They said, is it over 30 feet? Yes. Well, you need to set up an account over here. And all of a sudden, my web browser flew open. And I'm dropping 28 bucks for a sticker that's going to be mailed to me. Um, (laughs) And they say, I won't need the sticker to get in. I just need the number that's on the sticker. (laughs) Oh, man. they're, they're turning it into a complicated mess. Yeah. But uh, all right. So I, I have all that, that part settled. Uh, and now when we actually cross into U.S. waters, I will log into the app again. I will tell it that I, we have crossed into U.S. waters and I, it will begin a video chat with a customs officer. And I have no idea what that's going to be like. Uh-huh. But I'm, I am brought to understand that it's going to cost me more money. They're huh. charging us money to get into the United States. Oh, uh, well, well, so. well, welcome home. <laughs> welcome to Red Tape. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you, you are Nobody certainly... doesn't like the U.S. government. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Uh, well, I tell you, I, I, as we hear these stories and things that you run into, you, you're certainly seeing a, a whole different slice of life. And, uh, and we're all grateful that you're, you and Stacy are sharing this with us. And uh, you mentioned that Stacy uh, said something that uh, you guys are now water seekers can you explain that i, I guess i guess we are uh, i it hadn't occurred to me but uh you know we're on the water all the time we're, we're living on a boat and when we pull into uh any of these uh you know uh, pristine beautiful uh ports uh the first thing we do is say well what's good to see here uh and invariably, it's some sort of a water feature. Uh, Topaz Lake is one that we uh, went to when we were in uh, Bay Fen. And Topaz Lake is this, it's almost a perfectly circular lake. Um, but the water, I, I think I was telling you about the green water. This yeah. water was Topaz. Wow. Uh, and you could see right through it, right I don't care if you were looking through 10 feet or, or 20 feet of water, you saw the bottom. Huh. Uh, it's just crystal clear. Uh, and, you know, the cliffs and the mountains and the trees and everything around the place. It was just, it was like something out of, out of a, oh, I don't know, a Coors ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh. you know, it was just a pristine situation. Oh, wow. uh, and then the next day, we went to another uh, another marina, and you know what's good to see here. Well, you got you have to go see uh, uh, what is it the uh, um, oh the bridal bridal Falls right. 
I saw the video that I saw that video that you put on on your Facebook page. It's a, it looks stunning. It looked it almost didn't look real. Yeah, no, it, it looks like a bridal veil. Yeah, it's a waterfall. Yeah, uh, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. And there were oh I don't know fifty people swimming underneath it at the time. And you know my thought was I'd love to come back here when there aren't fifty people swimming underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> the last. The last thing I want to do is go swimming in that water. Let's let that flow down the river a little bit and get some fresh water here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, women dunking their dunking their children in diapers in it, ooh. and you know, dogs splashing through it. And I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking of the soup that this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the image you just painted it. <laughs> that was a yeah. swim, swim upstream, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> Up the falls. That's too funny. Well, Dave, I want to. Uh, I'm going to let you go, and uh, I want to thank you for spending some time with us. I'm glad we were able to connect over the phone, and I hope the wind does uh, die down, and you can give us a little sample next time of that that new guitar, uh, a River Song. Is that the the name of the company again? It's a River Song. Yeah, made in in Kamloops, British Columbia. Well, actually, this one was made in China, but it was designed in Kamloops, British Columbia. <laughs> Right, uh, and they they make absolutely fabulous guitars. I I encourage people, uh, especially people who are inclined to play guitar, uh, to check out the technology that's in these because they are something different. Um, they're fully adjustable. In well, you know, one of one of the things that I've always dreaded is getting off of an airplane with my guitar and seeing what it's become yeah. when it meets a new environment. Uh, and very often. Uh, it, it involves a lot of work getting it back to playable condition. Uh, and these river songs turn that chore into about a three minute exercise. When oh, I pulled nice. it out of this guitar out of the box this morning, it did not feel like I wanted it to feel. And within five minutes, it felt exactly like my other one. <laughs> oh, that's great. So oh, can't yeah, wait to no, hear it. It's, they're amazing. Yeah. Hope. Check them out. Yeah. All right. We will do that. And we will also be sure to check out your website, DaveRobeMusic.com, where you have a page for the Stinkpot and the Great Loop. And also, of course, on Facebook, uh, the Adventures of the Stinkpot, the, the wonderful boat that you're on right now. Well, Dave, again, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. And we'll, we'll talk in a few more days. And I wish you good weather. You and Stacy have a wonderful time. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks so much, Ron. You take care. And that was Dave Rowe, captain, singer, songwriter, and a wonderful radio host as well here on the Folk Music Notebook. I'm Ron Alesco. We'll uh, be talking to Dave again in a few days, so keep listening. More great music coming up on Folk Music Notebook. <laughs>